Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey, don't that be confused with groomings for hire. <laughs> that is for pet grooming. <laughs> we don't do that. Smash, smash cut to a Comian Turk with a Dalmatian. Like, yeah, you're really mature for your age, actually. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh no. groom the dog. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I've always thought of you as being black with white spots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, let's see if we can cram the last of us in in seven minutes. That's what she said. Oh. Um, <laughs> just, you, too fine, soon? Fine. No, 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 fine, fine, fine. No, you just, I, 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 I blocked you plenty of times already, so no, it's fine. <laughs> um, so, Gibson issues a statement on June 6th in which they accuse their parents of being transphobic and deny all allegations. Uh, I dropped out of school five months ago. My friend and comrade William passed shortly thereafter. My mind was incredibly impacted. I needed space and time for the processing of grief. My comrade, Ezra Miller, for the entirety of the aforementioned era, has only provided loving support and valuable protection throughout this period of loss. Comrade? (laughs) We go to motherland. We support Putin in great fight for Mother Russia. So has this guy's friend uh, William died, and like I guess the parents don't know anything about it. I don't know. Um, uh, Gibson goes on to say, "My father and his a- allegations hold no weight, and are frankly transphobic and based in the notion that I am somehow incapable of coherent thought or opposing opinions to those of my own kindred, worrying about my well-being." Uh, well, I don't know if I would say that's transphobic. It's based. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Mic drop. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I really don't see how it's transphobic to just say, hey, this this guy's been buying you shit and trying to sleep in the same bed as you since you were 12, so. <laughs> I mean, again, not going to wait that long. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am now aware of the severity of emotional and psychological manipulation I was made to endure while in my parents' home. And then Gibson posted a video on Instagram of, uh, of themselves and Ezra Miller smoking cigarettes together. <laughs> Be a rebel. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not, because, <laughs> because it'll be, it'll be so easy. And I'm not going to, so I'm not. It'll be funny though, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it up to you. I don't want to take any more jokes from you. <laughs> no, I got nothing. I'm good. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were going to make a comment about him and Ezra like, smoking with cigarettes, but... Oh. <laughs> Stolen from Guaymas Purse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Ezra Miller because he like do bad things like <laughs> throw chairs at people and like stop karaoke and he smokes with cigarettes. <laughs> I just want a gif of Ezra Miller in front of the kid's house going, it's fun to do bad things. <laughs> yeah, I like to get into hood rat stuff with Ezra Miller. <laughs> <laughs> like yell people hostels, take their purses and their passports and their credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> like to violate restraining orders. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, um, okay, I'm, Taking a different stance on this whole thing, obviously, because I always do, because I just think it's funny. Um, but 
I understand. So Ezra, okay, according to them, like Ezra Miller's been like grooming this person since they were twelve. Yeah. Okay. And maybe maybe it's just because I I'm not that kind of person and I don't go down those those pathways. But I am not. I am not going to invest any of my time and effort in a twelve year old. Right. Even 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 if I was of that mentality. Right. Because they haven't hit puberty yet. Yeah. And then they hit that awkward puberty phase where, phase where it's like, oh, like you did, there's nothing attractive, but you don't know where they're coming. It's like. Where you walk like a newborn deer and your teeth are too big for your head. Right. And it's like you, your nose grows through for the rest of your face and shit like that. And you look at Jimmy Durante and shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, but then it's, it's like a, it's like a, um, a, um, like a butterfly, right? You have no idea what's going to emerge from that chrysalis. Like they could come out like, "Oh my goodness, you're beautiful," or they could come out as like, "You fuck me, I fuck me, I fuck me so hard." But like I would have like six months ago, but now, no. I mean, that's a lot of time to invest in someone for them to like come out and be like, "Like oh shit," but you said you love me. I backed the wrong pony on this race. I mean, just dude, like no, man. I was like, I, that's it. Like this, I'm, I'm only, I'm only gonna, you know, like, like bet on a sure thing. Like, like, yeah, sorry. yeah. Like, so, like, oh, oh, but you're out of puberty and uh, you're, you're illegal. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, let me invest <laughs> my time in you now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never really understood the, the grooming thing. But then again, you know, I don't, I don't get you know, like being attracted to minors at all. So all that's pretty weird. But it's like I don't. I don't get people who are okay with the age gap because for me, it's like, I don't even like hanging out with like 20 and 21 year olds. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, there's no, like at least let your brain finish developing here. Yeah. I mean, like being, being with a minor, I mean, like, first off, you got all that coal dust. And then you have to worry about mesothelioma, and then like, and and it's it's a dying industry because we're moving way to like renewable fuels. So like like why would I want to invest in that? Like soon I'm going to be a sole breadwinner, right? And you're going to be laying up in bed coughing your fucking lungs out. Like yeah, Ugh, no. I will say the canary was a nice touch. Oh, okay, provided yeah. me all the right guidance that I needed. Yeah, that that is that is good. I mean, just. Just like, what, what? Oh, wait, gas leak? Okay, yeah, time to get out of here. <laughs> guess, <laughs> guess I'm pulling out now. Here I go. <laughs> well, she's got a Princess Amidala tattoo on her shin. Oh, like interesting. a full, full Princess Amidala tattoo on her shin. Yeah. Some some of these chicks aren't half bad. Like, um, you can't see it here, but but you will. I, mean, I, I can see, like, the edge of the... Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the big red one with the with the lights on the at, at the uh, thing on the rope. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let's see. Uh, June. Oh, there is. Oh shit! Oh, you missed yeah. it. Sorry. Uh, so June 9th, uh, Miller and Gibson remain on the run. Uh, the court has not been able to locate or serve the actor. Uh, the victim okay. is insisting that. How hard is it to find and serve an actor? Right. When everybody knows who they are, and you're just like, oh, hey, he's got a job coming up. Yeah. Why don't I just wait? Well, let's just chill out on the set here. Oh, wait. Where, where is he using his credit cards at? Because I know he's not using a bunch of cash everywhere <laughs> in Ezra Miller. Like, I mean, come on. It can't be that hard to, to, to yeah. find him if you really wanted to. If they wanted to. But, you know, it's just like we were talking about with American Psycho. I was going to bring that up, too. <laughs> Go ahead. It's like, yeah, no, I mean... We don't, you know, we, we don't want to bring a lot of attention to this. Right. Oops, where's Ezra? 
And Warner Bros. is asking us not to bring a lot of attention to this. <laughs> Am I looking for one one person or two? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I haven't found him yet. And it's like... <laughs> they? Them? Oh, I don't know. It's like, no, we're, we're, we're still looking. No, it's... it's it, that, that Down the hallway, the second door on the left, Ezra. No, we still haven't seen him yet, but I'm keeping my eyes out. No, no, go ahead. No, it's fine. It's fine. I've got two. Yeah. No, 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 thank you, Ezra. I don't want one. No, we're looking for him, man. I haven't <laughs> seen him yet. <laughs> Uh, so then Gibson goes on this big rant on Instagram, saying it's distressing that the narrative of the victim in question is not being granted any trust. But if you've been groomed to normalize it since you were 12, then should we give it any trust? Well, I mean, again, since 12 years old, uh, I mean, that's... Wait, say, who do you think is to blame? The mother and the father. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, I mean, shit, if I were going to be grooming a 12-year-old, I'd be like, now if anybody asks you, this is normal. <laughs> this is definitely not you getting groomed. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just CYA policy right there. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I'm going to groom a 12-year-old to, like, do some shit like uh, steal some stuff. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> steal cigarettes from the grandma's purse. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna train them to, like, steal shit that I want, right? But make it seem like it's stuff that they want, because they're not going to get in any trouble. And it's not like, like you told them to do this. Like, no, they want to steal that. I don't want that at all. So basically, you just want trained crows. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> steal the spare change, my pretties. <laughs> Morty's been pissing me off, man. I can replace him like that. <laughs> yeah, and I know it sounds really trollish of me, but it's like, yeah, no, that, that's exactly the kind of thing someone who's groomed would say. I wasn't groomed, I swear! I would know if I was groomed. Like, yeah, I know, because he groomed you to say that shit! <laughs> Idiot! <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's exactly how that works. So, yeah, I, I, I want you to believe what I want you to believe. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have a question. When when do we start using the term groomed instead of brainwashing? Yeah. I mean, come on, let's just call it what it is. Like, why why do we have to find a, a better, more suitable name for something like brainwashing? That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like when you're going to call like murder, like someone like taking someone's life unexpectedly. Without their, without their consent. Like, yes, he took, he took my child's life without their consent. Like, what? Like, you mean he murdered them? No, we don't want to use that term. Like, no, just call grooming what it is. It's brainwashing. It's brainwashing, yeah. Why do we, why do we want to give like a, like an acceptable term to something that, that evil? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's because, it's because of shit like this where people, people want to act like they have some semblance of control over. And so if I were being groomed, I would simply decide not to be. I'm built differently. <laughs> You could groom me if you wanted to. <laughs> uh, so let's see. June 15th, Ezra Miller deletes his Instagram account. Um, after posting memes to his story alluding that the authorities will not be able to find him. I'm shielded from negative people and their ill intent. My spirit, mind, body, soul, and success are not altered by anyone's envy. Boy, that sounds like some shit Chris Chan would post. Uh... I am protected from all negative NRG people attempt to throw at me. Subconsciously and consciously, I clear any and all hidden peers who are hidden enemies. Anyway, just just for that shit, uh, Ezra Miller, I'm sending really bad vibes your way. Really bad vibes. I hope shit goes real bad for you. I hope you're an empath and that just felt shitty. Um, uh, Ezra Miller, I'm not actually giving you a second thought at all. <laughs> and, I, and I hope that what you feel is the void of someone not giving a shit about you. And that's what hurts. <laughs> Since what you want is attention, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, let's see, June 16th, uh, we're, we're an hour in, I gotta, gotta get this wrapped up. We haven't even really got to talk about us movies either. No, uh, what, what we like, there's not taking long to talk about is movies. Alright, um, so just to, just for me to speed run the rest of this, um, uh, there's a report uh, published on June 16th from a 12-year-old non-binary child who alleges they were targeted by Miller. I mean, they, we're, we're talking like... What, 0.03% of the population? He's, he is uncanny in finding such a small number of people. Well, I think he's putting himself out there and they're gravitating towards him because that's they're true. like, you know, here's someone that's like me and then he's then preying upon them. Kind of like, uh, Danny Masterson, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I believe that's, I'm getting that right. The, uh, the guy from, um, that 70s show. Yeah, yeah. Right? Where, I mean, I mean, you, you want to talk about someone that was, uh, that, Kind of like the whole predator thing we talked about, like him and the hunting grounds is like, oh, I found the perfect hunting ground right here. It's called Scientology. And I can rape as many women as I want because they're going to cover it up. And so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, I'm on my home turf there, little deer. I think it's kind of the same thing as like he's, you know, he's kind of established this like, you know, what looks like a, like a, um, like a, like a game reserve, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, uh, they, 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 we're, we're free to roam around here and no one's going to hunt us except for, it turns out that the guy that created it is like, he's the ultimate hunter, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so let's see, Miller, just talking a bit about the interactions with this uh, 12-year-old kid's family, um... Things went bad between Miller and the kid's mom because the mom called her friends her tribe and Miller went off the deep end and claimed that she was guilty of cultural appropriation. Uh, then he claimed that the board game Parcheesi was of Rastafarian roots, which a bunch of people in the neighborhood started questioning. And... and he, Parcheesi? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, then he opens up his jacket. He had, he was wearing this big Sherpa jacket. It opens up one side of it and you can see a gun. He says, uh. I'm Azramella, bitch! <laughs> he says, talking like that could get you into a really serious situation. <laughs> Nice. Uh, after this altercation, Miller allegedly began to harass the mother and the then 11-year-old child, telling the parents that they were equipped to mentor the child. I've talked extensively with your child, and they have a lot of power to them. At one point, you're going to realize that you don't have any control over them anymore. They're an elevated being. They would be lucky to have someone like me guide them. Are you going to teach her, like, chair-tossing 101? I mean, like... <laughs> no, 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 no. You see, see, you're throwing chairs with your back. That's a good way to hurt yourself. <laughs> uh... Miller then asked the mother if she would like to drink their blood because she dresses in a goth style. <laughs> Getting into some Patrick Bateman territory where it's like, <laughs> the further this goes, the more it's like, oh, he's crazy. <laughs> but okay, here's the thing though, right? Do you believe that all this is actually happening? Well, yeah, this is a news report, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, I mean, because you remember you were like Patrick Bateman, like, this is kind of wild. He started to, like, lose it here. Like, you know, <laughs> Ezra Miller's feeding cats to the ATM machine, <laughs> seeing people's passports, and, like, taking their kids and stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, if it were Ezra Miller telling me this stuff, it's like, yeah, no, I pulled a gun on an entire neighborhood because, you know, they, they didn't believe that Parcheesi was Rastafari. And, yeah, I'd be like, not, not sure Ezra's telling me the truth. <laughs> 
I'm just saying. I mean, Sounds like I, he's trying to, to pull one over on Ola Comey here. I'm seeing a clear connection between Ezra Miller <laughs> and, and Patrick Bateman. Ezra Bateman. <laughs> My name is Patrick Bateman, and I go by they, them pronouns. <laughs> I work at Pearson Pierce. <laughs> what is that, some kind of like a like tattoo parlor? <laughs> God, doing a doing a Gen Z American psycho. <laughs> he sells Bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and NFTs. <laughs> That's why he can't explain his job to anybody. <laughs> Patrick Coin is that some kind of cryptocurrency? <sighs> oh, yes, it is. <laughs> nice, very impressive. Now let's see your website. <laughs> so you're saying that uh, saying that you that you killed this girl and you did all this stuff. That's weird because I just I just saw her two nights ago on Cam Soda. Cam <laughs> <laughs> <And> Soda. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when he when he approaches this lawyer, he's like, "You didn't answer my voicemail where I confess everything." The lawyer's like, "Oh yeah, you know your only problem was using Patrick Baseman. I mean, hit no cap. He busting for real, for real. <laughs> what?" None of that even makes any sense! <laughs> yes, I sent you like a, sent you a Facebook message dude. They don't use Facebook. <laughs> you gotta DM me on Instagram, man, or, or, or tweet me something. Bro, hit me up on Twitter. For real. <laughs> um, I still have a Facebook account. I gotta shut that shit down. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The child also alleges that Miller uh, asked to follow him on Instagram, told the child that he would purchase horses for them for the Vermont farm, moved their chair closer to them, hugged them, and touched their hips. It was really uncomfortable. I was really nervous. I was scared to be around him after he yelled at my mother, and he, she was crying. Uh, Miller returned to the home dressed as a cowboy on June 4th to apologize. <laughs> Hey there, buckaroo. I heard that I said some things that might got you upset. Well, eek, Odie, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I get all excited. I'm like, pow, 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 pow. <laughs> you know that? I wasn't trustworthy then, but now I'm a cow of them, so you can trust me. <laughs> Here, let's shake on it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Rootin' tootin' and by God be shootin'. <laughs> Somewhere right now, Lawrence Fishburne shaking his head is like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so then comes for, around. For, for those of you who don't know, Lawrence Fishburne played Cowboy Curtis <laughs> in the, you know, Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's a great look for him. <laughs> um, so then June 23rd, 2022, a Rolling Stone investigation reveals that a 25-year-old woman and her three children, ages 1 to 5, have been living at Ezra's Vermont farm in a roommate situation that worries the children's father, as well as two sources close to the situation. Uh... And that's because Miller's home has unattended guns strewn across the living room and mature marijuana plants growing on the property. Okay, wait, wait, wait. How do you know he has unattended guns just strewn across the living room? Pretty sure they're, like... Uh, aren't, aren't there videos or something? But I'm just saying, like, that was one time. <coughs> that was one time. That, that's, that's like, if you came to my house right now, I was like, oh, man, it's like, it's like it, you go there, there's dishes all over the sink and everything. It was one time. I haven't washed them yet. Like, I was cleaning my guns and laying them all about. These guys showed up unexpected. Like, oh, shit, I got guns everywhere, right? If all of a sudden, like, someone knocks on the door, I'm like, let me put my guns away. That looks suspicious, right? <laughs> so I open up like, hey, I was just cleaning my guns. I got to put them away now. But, you know, yeah, come and have a seat. Like, 
according to one of the sources, the one-year-old child allegedly played with a loose bullet and placed it in her mouth. I'm not worried about the fact that it's a bullet. I'm worried about the fact that that's a choking hazard. Yeah. And I would, I would feel the same way if it were a Lego. It's like, don't, don't let one-year-olds put shit in their mouth that's small enough to go down their windpipe. Or, or, even more to the fact that this is my house, that's your child. <laughs> Watch your fucking child. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I have an issue with that, but not because it's a bullet, because it's it's not like she's going to press her tongue to the back of it and it's just going to blow out of her mouth. <laughs> Baby gun! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're specifically saying that's a bullet to make it sound worse than it is. Right. And I don't appreciate that, but, you know, it's whatever. Like, don't, don't let babies choke. Yeah. Um, I mean, and we don't even know what size of bullet it is. It could be a twenty two. She's not going to choke death on a twenty two. <laughs> um, Rolling Stone asked why the father has not confronted Miller or gone to the police. I don't want the children to see anything like that. I just want them to see that, hey, dad showed up. Let's get in the car and go. It's been traumatic enough, he says. Cuck! <coughs> oh, sorry. Pussy! Yeah. Yeah, so. He's been feeding my baby bullets, and he's, he's got a baby gun now, damn it. That's not, I'm not gonna go there. Like, yeah, I mean. You ever like, shot with a baby gun? Like, that, that is such, like, tree hugger bullshit. It's like, okay, so, you know, I'm se- separated from my wife. She's, she's in this weird roommate situation with some absolute knuck and futz Hollywood actor. Okay. But it's like, if you, you, if could, I, you could just say Hollywood actor. <laughs> and I saw some of them were saying Nick Cage. Um. But yeah, so like then I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go pick up my kids and see uh, allegedly a whole fuck ton of unattended guns strewn around the house, and my one year old sucking on a bullet, and I'm not gonna say anything. Like, come on, pussy! Like, if you're worried about your kid's safety, then take care of your kid's safety. Right. <laughs> it's been traumatic enough. What traumatic for you? Grow the fuck up, bro. Yeah. Get out of your hug box, hug box, and protect your kids from the guns if that's what you feel you need to do. Let's be honest, the truth is, you don't want to come over there and see your wife sucking on my barrel. <laughs> uh, then a woman identified as Nadia alleges that Miller harassed her in Germany in February. They had a consensual sexual encounter in 2020. They were friends for two years before she invited him to her Berlin apartment. Then she was worried that the actor could somehow attack me physically after she told him that they couldn't smoke in her home that night. That just set them off. I asked them to leave about 20 times, maybe more. They started insulting me. I'm a transphobic piece of shit. I'm a Nazi. It became so, so stressful for me. She adds that Miller subsequently went around her house in a way that felt disgusting and very intrusive, touching everything and spreading tobacco leaves on the floor. Took a call to the police and a half hour of pleading before she finally convinced Miller to leave. Um, wait, 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 wait. It took a call to the police and a half hour of pleading. Like, did the police ever show up? <laughs> it doesn't say. I'm assuming they have to. Then there, there, there should have been no half hour pleading to it. Like, and took a call to the police, and then he got the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've got a huge issue with cops not showing up for half an hour. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The woman who Miller choked gives her account. Mushif said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it says, before the scuffle, she spoke to the actor at the bar about scrapes on their feet that were visible in flip-flops. Uh, Miller explained that the wounds were battle scars from a fight. At the end of the conversation, she reportedly joked, but just so you know, I could take you in a fight. When they asked if she really wanted the fight, she told them to meet her in the smoking area in two minutes. Miller eventually confronted her outside the bar. I think it's just fun and games, but then it wasn't. She remembers. Oh, okay, okay. Back that up, because there's a, there's a lot. A lot to unpack. Yeah. 
So girl have a bottle of monkey shoulder there? That's some good scotch. So um, no, no, that's not. That's some <laughs> bottom shelf sh- shit. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, so so she they come over to her house and she asks about scratches on their feet. No, no, this is the woman from Iceland who got choked. Right. <laughs> so that that was at the bar at the bar in Iceland. She meets him at the bar. Mm-hmm. She sees scratches on his feet. Right. Because he's wearing flip-flops. Right. Says, what are those? He says, battle scars. She says, oh, well, just so you know, I could take you in a fight. And he says, do you really want to fight? And she says, yeah, meet me in the smoking area in two minutes. And then goes okay. to the smoking area in two minutes. He's got scratches on his feet. He's wearing flip-flops. Those are battle scars from fighting. Nobody fights in flip-flops. That's one. <laughs> and if you did, why would you have scars on your feet from fighting? Like... Like, in flip-flops, like, that makes no sense. And you're like, and it's like, I can take you in a fight. Like, you started shit. Like, you started (coughs) shit. He answered your question in, you know, in like a, in a really stupid way because it was a really stupid question. Like, why are you looking at my feet, dude? Like, yeah, why you got scratch on your feet? What happened? Um, any fucking business? (laughs) So instead of saying that, I'm like, oh yeah, they're, they're battle scars from fighting. And like, oh, just, you know, I can take you in a fight. Um, what? Like, (laughs) Okay, I'm not sure exactly how we got on this line of thinking, but clearly you need to be taught, like, not to fucking talk to me like that. You know, so, yes, please, let's go in the back and I'm going to choke the shit out of you, right? And then you're going to learn not to talk to me like that because you won't ever talk to anybody again because you won't have a fucking windpipe to use, you dumbass. I mean, come on, really? I mean, yeah, I, I will say that's not something that you necessarily joke with a stranger about. Even if, even if it's like really funny, it's like you gotta get comfortable with somebody before it's like, oh yeah, I could body you. Because like, you don't know how somebody's gonna take that. So yeah, that's, that's not like a first conversation kind of joke to make necessarily. Now, but, I mean, that, that would be like, you know, if, if I went to a girl and, uh, and, and I was like, oh, yeah, those are some really nice heels you got on there. And it's like, thanks. I, you know, I won't because I think they look sexy. Yeah. Oh, you know, I can make you orgasm. <laughs> like, wait, what? Like, um, okay, bye. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean th- th- no, that, that's, that's just, that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, far be it for me to victim blame here or whatever. <coughs> and obviously, Ezra should not have choked out this woman. Why, like, uh, why, why, why is that obvious? Unless she threw the first punch, I mean that that's the that's the whole thing that you learn from from martial arts is that you do everything you can to avoid a fight and when they throw the first punch then you defend yourself. Yeah, I get that, but it's also like a thing about um like sometimes people just mouth off to you and it's like you just need to learn not to mouth off to me, especially if you're not gonna back that shit up. So let me just <laughs> go ahead and just just pop you one across the chops and and then teach you like just like when I'm in your presence, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm Ezra Miller, bitch. <laughs> Ezra Miller, maybe she just needed some help. Shit. <laughs> we just gave her some help. <laughs> I mean, I say that what he probably could have done would have been to just, like, grab her, pick her up, do a little airplane spin and set her down and be like, yeah, you're out of your league. That would teach her a lesson without actually assaulting her. I'm sorry, have you ever seen Ezra Miller? Yeah. He's not picking up anything and spinning it around airplane style. I know, then they Unless both get her to be really funny. Unless it's like a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, all I'm saying is if she's enough of a lightweight to get choked out without even trying to break the grapple, she's probably enough of a lightweight to get airplane spun, even by probably. Ezra Miller. 
I mean, you just don't talk to people like that, man. You don't. <laughs> I mean, even even people that are like my my good friends, I don't just even be like, yeah, 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 that was funny, man. Remember, like we were playing the, uh, that game, and like I knocked your character out. Like, yeah, no, yeah, but you can do that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, with a video game, oh yeah, you can beat me and everything, but but yeah, don't ever think you can lay your hands on me in real life. I'll beat your ass, man. Like, where's, where's that coming from? Thanks for going psycho, nut job. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, of Chris O'Neill's of Oni plays, saying that back in his college days, there was some guy who who for whatever reason just decided that he was Chris's enemy. The dude was like trying to make moves on some chick who was having none of it. So then he just like randomly turned to Chris. He was like, you know, Chris. I would never hurt her, but I'd lay into you. It's like, what? <laughs> like, where the fuck did that come from, dude? <laughs> yeah, you heard me. <laughs> so stupid. You like to fuck babies? Like the fuck little baby heads, huh? <laughs> you and your gay uncle? <laughs> All right, guys. Slappy stilly and fucking stupid. <laughs> I love that line. That's such a good line. <laughs> There was some comedian who was talking about when Mike Tyson went to prison and, uh, uh, and like, like, with the rape accusations way back when. uh, According to the stories, he was only bothered, like, one time by one guy. And he, like, stood up and whispered something in his ear. And then nobody bothered him after that. (laughs) And they were like, the comedian was like, I would love to know. What it was that he whispered to that guy to where the entire prison left him alone his entire stint in there. He was like, the only thing I can picture is just like Mike Tyson leaning and being like, I'm about to knock you out and fuck you till you wake back up. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, coming from Mike Tyson, that, that would make me step back. <laughs> There's an episode of Simpsons where Dredder Tatum is in prison and... uh because, you know, he's, the, he's a Mike Tyson equivalent. Yeah. And there's a riot in the prison. And he's sitting there and he's like, guys, quiet down. I'm trying to read. And I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, Jerry. And here we like, <laughs> They go back into their cells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody was trying to make it such a big thing that he punched the dude on the plane. But it's like, don't, don't fucking throw a bottle at me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I know I'm saying, like, Miller might have overstepped by choking this woman out, and then I'm, like, singing Mike Tyson's praises for punching the dude out on the plane. It's like, he was being an annoying little fuck. Oh, I guess Ezra should probably just lean in and be like, like, like I'm about to knock you out, and fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> and then she would lean back and be like, how about you do the opposite? How about you fuck me till I not die? Fuck unconscious. Oh, man. Uh... So then, uh, the Vermont police confirm Miller's been charged with the offense of felony burglary into an unoccupied dwelling, uh, because he stole several bottles of alcohol from the home. <laughs> that, that's some low-rent shit right there. <laughs> if, you, if you're, if you're the freaking Flash, you can afford to just buy your own booze. No, no, you, no, you can't. Not at this point. Because Dinks, you know, it's like, <laughs> Ezra Miller, you know, Caught on video buying alcohol to fuel his rage. <laughs> there's, there's nothing he could do at this point. He could, he couldn't go into the store and, and buy like, you know, like, like milk and everything. It's like, Ezra Miller caught it in a video, uh, like on tape and, and like a grocery store buying milk. Was it whipping cream? I don't know. But he, you, he can't do anything. <laughs> uh, so finally, Miller was issued a citation on August 7th. He's scheduled to appear in court on September 26th. Uh, 
Then there's more stuff about movies that he appears in. And then, of course, the complex health issue statement is released. So, some pretty crazy stuff, but, you know, I, I do think it's just a Patrick Bateman thing where it's like, okay, well, at some point he obviously, he obviously, like, went crazy. And that's just kind of it. So, I, I'm wondering if all of this is kind of like an I'm not there. You know, like, is he, is he pulling an I'm not there? I don't think he is. Hmm. I really don't. But, like, but maybe, maybe. And because especially for people that have that like to do that um that uh that whole um uh method acting deal and in like maybe that's what it is. Now for those of you that aren't familiar with the I'm not there, that's um that's when Joaquin Phoenix decided that he was going to stop acting and was going to become a rapper and had Casey Affleck do a documentary about his whole like uh shift to being a, a rapper and that's when he went on David Letterman and was like, you know, is, is there a frog coming out of my head? I feel like there's a, there's a frog coming out of the top of my head, which was all scripted. And he did all this like bizarre ass shit, but it turns out that it was all an act. And because he was doing his whole method deal. Right. So maybe that's what this is. It could be. I don't think so. It's but. possible. I mean, like Shia LaBeouf did his whole method acted acting thing. Yeah, I'm, I'll be I'll be happy when he stops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he plagiarized the the Daniel Klaus graphic novel and then plagiarized his apology. <laughs> I, I love when he did the apology where he did the uh the uh, uh when the seagulls follow the trolley eh, <laughs> because they think they're gonna throw like sardines into the ocean and they just got up and walked away. <laughs> now, if it wasn't for I'd seen. That video about like the like weird like like people doing saying weird shit or whatever yeah, and apologies, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten that at all. So I understand why people are like, "When the hell is he doing?" Uh, but when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's funny. <laughs> that's good stuff." But even that was like a plagiarism thing. Good um, stuff, yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> Ezra Miller is in a movie called After School, um, and After School this was like his like first movie he's in, and it says uh, it's the description is a. Uh, Internet-addicted prep school student captures on video camera the drug overdose of two girls. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, having joined a recently created video club, a low, a lowly prep school sophomore desensitized from reality by frequently viewed internet imagery accidentally captures on video the final moments of admired twin senior classmates dying from poison drugs. Rather than galvanize a school or the lad's life in any profound or meaningful way, the tragedy causes barely a ripple in the already emotionally diminished and out-of-touch lives of everyone around them, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what it's about. And this guy captures this thing on, you know, on video. <clears throat> now, um, hold on. Uh, I'm going to get to the... Here. Um, uh, so Robert's a young American at the school. The lives become memorialized to... See, the, um, sorry, their lives become memorialized as part of an audio-visual assignment designed to speed up the campus-wide healing process. But the video memorial assignment results in an atmosphere of paranoia and unease among students and teachers. And if I remember correctly, in the end, spoiler warning, right? He's actually responsible. Huh. He did it. Like, and it wasn't like an accidental thing. Like, you find out that he was, like... He, he was it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, it's like, wow, that's, um, that's, that's something, right? So that's like his first, you know, movie. Um, 
And then, of course, he's in... Um... Well, this is definitely going to be a two-parter. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn it. Damn <laughs> it, Ezra. We're fine. That gives us extra stuff. But yes, it is all Ezra Miller's fault. Yeah. Um, then he's in We Need to Talk About Kevin. So, We Need to Talk About Kevin is about a guy... And the whole movie is told in this kind of like... This kind of flashback uh, you know, of things where the... Um, well, I'll just go to the description here. <clears throat> Kevin's mother struggles to love her strange child despite the increasingly dangerous things he says and does as he grows up. But Kevin is just getting started and his final act would be beyond anything anyone's ever imagined. Right? So, um, so in the, uh, basically in the end, the mother, played by Tilda Swinton, um, is going back and she's kind of looking back and saying, like, where did, where did she kind of mess up or where did things kind of like go out of control? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, anyway, uh, anyway, as it come to find out, like he basically kind of pulled a Columbine with a crossbow and he started out by killing his father and his sister at home with the crossbow, then went and like basically trapped people in this part of the school and then killed him, you know, a bunch of them with a crossbow. And this had kind of her like going back and like, you know, like where, where were these signs here? Like, was it my fault that this happened? Like, like they, they there was a, 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 uh, a distance between us. I could never make this, this commercial connection. Is that my fault or whatever? And that's kind of the whole thing is like, you're trying to figure out what's going on, like why she's not connecting with this guy and stuff. And then in the end, you realize kind of what's happened and like why it's all kind of like, Wow, this is you know, this is what what resulted of that, and why she's kind of like, you know, putting herself through all this stuff, and like, and I mean, it's 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 kind of a hard movie to watch, especially because right, right. a lot is told in this flashbacks, and then you see this kind of like this distance there, and, and it's like like who's creating the distance, and then and then you get to the end, it's like did did her not making that connection what made what made them distant or was where they distant because she could sense that in him and you know <clears throat> so so it's you know it's it's interesting it sounds interesting so then he's in the movie perks of being a wallflower which i read the book i like the book the movie is not bad um i've heard that the book is good but the book has a uh has a really interesting um ending uh which it caught me off guard when i read it um because it's the whole the whole it's, it's a it's a quick read too but the whole book is about this guy who's, he's got problems, you know, um, in school. He cries a lot and he can't, uh, he doesn't make friends with people and he's really sensitive and all, excuse me, all kinds of stuff. And he ends up meeting these, these two, these, uh, brother and sister, um, like, hey, by it was Emma Watson and, um, Ezra Miller. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think they're, they're, uh, step brother, sister, anyway. And they kind of take him in. He falls in love with her, so he thinks. And uh, and they're like, "Why? Why do you act this way? How come you like you shy away from stuff and you don't like you don't really engage? You don't really seem like have like a a like a personality of your own. You just kind of do what people want." And like they go to a party, and he 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 kind of, he does the DJ for the party. Like, he plays all the music, you know, just like um, CD and stuff like that. But he never he doesn't play what. He would want to hear. He just plays what everyone else wants to hear because that's what makes him happy. And his aunt, who was really, really close to him, she died. Um, 
uh, like she would come over, she would always bring him gifts and she, you know, and he loved his aunt and she was, she was the only person he really felt connected to. Mm-hmm. And she died on like Christmas Eve because she went to go get him a Christmas present. Yeah. And, um, and she has, um, and she, um, and, uh, so I think she lost control of the car and like the snow and, uh, and crashed and died. Um, and so he, he's had a hard time connecting with people since then and all that kind of stuff. And anyway, but as Miller's character, the brother, he is, um, he's gay and he's not fully outed. Um, even though like some people kind of feel he's gay, but he's been having a relationship with, like the head of the, like a, one of the quarterbacks in the football team mm-hmm. who's not out and like treats him like shit in public and calls him like gay and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then like when they're together, he talk, tells me how much he loves him and stuff. But so, but he's not ready to be out. But then like the father catches the two of them in bed together and the father whips his ass and like beats <laughs> shit out of his son. And then like, and so that creates problems. So he's been going out at night. To like the park and just hooking up with random men, like like grown ass men mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And so anyway, the, it's so it's this whole fucked up thing, and then it all comes down to like the kid at the I think it's the graduation party, and he does like some LSD and and something inside him kind of like opens up and unlocks, and he finally kind of figures out like why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's, it's really, really good. But the whole thing is being told is him writing letters to a guy. And he's like, you don't know me. I don't know you. I just heard from somebody, um, that you are a really good listener. So I looked your name up. I looked up your address and I'm writing these things to you, but he never <laughs> signs his name. Never says who he is. Mm-hmm. Right. So the whole thing is just being told these letters to this guy who doesn't know him, who graduated like years before, but he just heard his name as like, are you a really good listener? So I'm sending these letters to you yeah. to tell the story to. Um, and that's how it's all done. It's, it's interesting and it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, I really like the book. The movies is, isn't bad either. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of hard to kind of, to trade. But again, Ezra Miller's character is this really conflicted guy that's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, in the swing. So, he plays these kind of characters. Then he's in the Stanford Prison Experiment movie, which if you guys know anything about Stanford's Prison Experiment, that's some <laughs> fucked up shit. That's a real right? fucked up shit. So he's in that movie, of course, playing, you know, one of the prisoners. And, you know, and then, of course, you know, his character in Fantastic Beast is, again, someone that's, you know, is this kind of outsider, loner guy. Um, and so you put all that together and you're like, is he acting? Mm-hmm. Or is, is this like who he is and like acting as a way for him to kind of like show who he is when he can't really show who he is? Yeah. Or, or is it, is it, is it none of that? You know, is he just a guy that maybe really is like a, a loner actor? Maybe, you know, that doesn't know his place. And because he's an actor, he's got such a wide spectrum of everything that's available to him. And like, like sometimes you just need to like be, you know, just, kind of corralled in. You yeah. Need, you yeah. need boundaries. Yeah. Um, definitely. It's like, it, it'd be like trying to play, um, like breakout if there were no walls. <laughs> like if the ball doesn't bounce back. Yeah. Right. Then I can never, I can never do what I need to do. Right. Right. So I, I don't That's know. That's a really good analogy. Thank you. So, um, so I, I don't really know about him. I think it's really easy for us to like attack him and, and demonize him and be like, he's a screw up. But like, do we know why? Do we know if there's something underlying in that? And not to, to me that that really matters because he should also has, he's got more resources than anybody else does. Yeah. To be able to yeah. find help. But also finding help means to recognize that you need help. 
You know, it's it's so weird to like people. We've had conversations. I have conversations with somebody recently about people that have like depression or disorders and everything, mm-hmm. and like when they take their pills, they're better. Their their prescriptions, they're better. But when they're better, they're like. I don't need these. Yep. And it's like, well, you don't really understand that that's what's making you better. And then when you're not taking them, you're like, they don't work. Or if they worked, I would be like, but you're not taking them. You know, it's yep. like, it's like you, and, yep. and like they know they have a problem, but they, they can't connect the fact that I need to do this to fix my problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, very interesting. That's a very common thing inside uh, psychiatry and psychology from what I've seen that like, that, that's the vicious cycle that they do that over and over and over. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm better, now I'm worse. Well, I'm better, now I'm worse. Well, I'm better, now I'm worse. And finally, because they keep going back to 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 different shrinks saying, well, I was better, but now I feel worse. Then suddenly like, well, gee, it sounds like you're bipolar. Right. And then you're on to suddenly a whole new different type of medication. And now that's just like the slippery slope of perpetual fuck up a tree. And, and then they, they, never, they never realize that cycle. They never see that cycle. Yep, yeah. yep. It's always, you know, it's no longer working. It's no longer working. It's no longer working. It's like, well, that's because you stopped working it. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, like, I, I know stuff has its reasons, but it's like, don't try to make that reason an excuse. Right. And so, yeah, Ezra Miller can be like, oh, I'm going through mental stuff. And it's like, well, there, there's your reason, but are you trying to make this an excuse? Mm-hmm. Like, do better. You've, you've got resources. You've got money. You, you you don't have a reason to throw a chair at someone's face. <laughs> I mean, your disorder may have like sent you down that path, but everything you did when you walked down that path, that's all you. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> yeah, it's like I I know plenty of people with the same set of problems that you've got, with without a fraction of the money that you have, who don't feel like their best recourse is to groom children and fling chairs in people's faces. Right. So you know, it's a problem. Ooh, I agree. So, uh, you know, I guess Ezra, now that he's think, turned himself in or he said that, you know, I'm, I, you know, it's just a statement that I'm going to be better or healthy, you know, um, with all this, like, doesn't he have charges against him? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. it has, like, he's issued a statement, but have the, did they just like, oh, well, he says he's going to be better. So we decided to drop all charges. <laughs> I mean, like, isn't he still wanted by the police? I mean, he's been issued a warrant. He's got an appearance for September 26th. So I guess we'll know more in the near future. Wow. I mean, as opposed to actually just arresting him. <laughs> no, no, please, Mr. Miller, just turn yourself in. We'll set you a date sometime. What, what's good for you? <laughs> Don't skip town now, young man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> young lady. The, the young them. You. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't you, you all leave town. <laughs> That's, that's what we're gradually working back around to, is we're going back to the y'all era. <laughs> now I'm going to need you to hand me your passports. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, all the best to him in, you know, in the manner that I actually give a shit about somebody that I really don't know at all, <laughs> um, which is very, very little. Um, but all the best to him just because of the lives that he's impacted. Many of whom needed caretakers of their own. Um, so, uh, but yeah. You know. uh, yeah, and uh, hey, Ezra, I could take you in a fight. Oh, yeah, dude. And I mean, if make it to make it uh, 
To make it even, I'll wear flip flops. <laughs> I mean, you can wear flip flops. I'll be barefoot. I don't care, man. <laughs> you and me, yeah, we throw it down, man. It's gonna be so fucking embarrassing if Ezra Miller picks me up and helicopter spins me. <laughs> yeah, but it'll give you such a story to tell, man. <laughs> be like, you learned. You listened to the podcast. I'm so proud. Oh yeah, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bring it in. <laughs> how, how did you know what I was going to do? <laughs> you know, all right? I learned it by listening to you. <laughs> all right. Well, I've been a Comey. That's, that's what's great about our podcast is like not really having people listen to it. And we can say shit about all kinds of people. We never have to worry about any of them like coming after us. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like Joe Rogan can't really say shit. Right? <laughs> I can say anything I want. <laughs> Uh, but I'm still not gonna say shit about Joe Rogan because <laughs> he's the kind of guy that would just be like, like one, just be like, "Fuck it," and he would just kick me in the chest and be like, "He was like, I don't care, I'll go to prison." I'm like, ow, I'm going to the hospital. Ow. <laughs> ow. Uh. <laughs> well, I have been a Comey and I am Turkwini too, and uh, they have been Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah, for now, <laughs> who knows what they'll be next time. <laughs> Alright. Zang yo. Bye everybody. Alright there folks, that was our moms think we're funny. Let's uh let's give them a hand. <laughs>